kings and queens? It's your girl, Ashley Denise. Thank you for tuning in to season two of Saved, Sanctified, and Still Trying to Get It Together. For those of you who are joining for the first time, the overall message of staying sanctified and still trying to get it together is that wherever you are, on your journey, getting to know Christ, or making him your personal savior, when your intentions are pure, you are pleasing in God's eyes. Again, when your intentions are pure, that's P-U-R-E, you are pleasing in God's eyes. What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome back. It's so good to be back. I'm excited. How dare I leave y'all with five episodes in season one? But I'm coming back and I'm coming correct. Not only am I dropping episode one today of season two, but I have also dropped my satin line beanies. For those of you who are already who are already following me, I posted them about maybe a week or two ago. Fire. Ladies, gents, don't ever worry about putting your do-rag on under your hat. Don't ever worry about having to get the bonnet that fits well underneath your hat because these hats are satin lined. I got you. I got us. We got this. So without further ado, I will not hold you any longer. Thank you so much for coming on and tuning in today. Turn me up in your speakers. Get your pen, get your pad, because me and my girl O are talking about what it means to say yes to God in all areas of your life, because it definitely gets real when you say yes to him and deny that flesh, okay? It gets real in the field. Thank you so much for your continued support. I hope you enjoy. Remember, we getting it together, together. What's up, kings and queens? It's your girl, Ashley Denise, and here we are in season two of Save, Sanctified, and Still Trying to Get It Together. It's lit. The Holy Spirit is moving. I'm in season two. Who would have thought? Who would have knew? Um, but I'm prepared, and I'm ready to give y'all the goods. I got a sister in Christ here with me. She's dope. Anybody I talk to is dope, so I mean, you in for a treat, so... Go ahead, sit back, relax. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we're going to jump into our topic for today. Hey, everybody. My name is Odeja, but everybody calls me O, and I'm an entrepreneur, an influencer, a philanthropist, but most importantly, I'm a daughter of God, period. 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 So, uh... She just blessed us with a lot of titles, y'all. So we're going to jump right into it. The title of this is literally about faith and just saying yes to God. And I feel like for me, saying yes to God has been one of like the biggest struggles for me because saying yes to God low-key equates to like us losing friends or quote-unquote friends, um, loved ones even. And so I want to step into your entrepreneurship journey um and talk about like when it came to trusting God and saying yes to him in that aspect like what challenges were you faced with so my biggest challenge that I faced with saying yes to God as far as quitting my job and entrepreneurship is being sure that I really heard from God and if this was the time I know that before I before I heard 
God tell me to quit my job. He was already working with me of how to hear his voice. That was something that I was really pressing in to really know what God is saying. And it, I went through a season of really learning how to hear from him for myself. And it's like, as soon as I got out of that season, he's like, quit your job. So of course, fresh out of that season and having gone through those tests, I'm like, whoa, is, is, did I really hear from you, Lord? Like, is this what you're really asking me to do? And another thing that I struggle with or um, not struggle, but found challenging and sometimes I still find challenging is what does faith look like in that area? Because there's levels to faith. So I had enough faith to get saved. Do I have enough faith to quit my job? And now after I quit my job, do I have enough faith to believe that whoever God calls me to be, I'm going to be it? You know, so those are like really the challenges, hearing from God and making sure or, or believing that I have enough faith to, you know, to carry me along. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of like even answered like questions that I had um, as I'm listening to you, because I'm even thinking like after quitting your job, right? Was there like this immediate like rush of doubt or like because the enemy is like tricky like that like you'll say yes to God and then immediately after you'll be like yo did I do the right thing Holy Spirit was I just listening to myself or like was I really listening to you so I guess the next question that I have is like what was how did you develop kind of like the discernment to know like this is definitely not old speaking this is definitely God speaking and yes, I quit my job because God told me and it wasn't me. Like, did you badly, did you wrestle with something like that? Or like, what was that season like for you? Yeah. Um, so I honestly did not wrestle too much with um, the decision to quit my job. I knew it was not, oh, and it was God because Oh, desire. Like I desired to quit my job, journal about it all the time. Like I want to be an entrepreneur, had no idea what an entrepreneur, entrepreneur even really was and what it meant and what a kingdom entrepreneur meant. That's another thing too. Um, so I didn't really wrestle with quitting. What I really wrestled with was, um, damn, what was the question? <laughs> It's, I mean, it's not like you kind of answered it already. Like you didn't really wrestle with anything. It was more so like when it came into like the, when it came into like actually living this thing out, it was questions along the way. Like, okay, God, I said yes. Now what? Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So one thing I did know is, and how I always know that it's not me, it's God is because he tells me to do things that I would never tell myself to do. So I wanted to quit my job. However, I personally felt like I was not ready because I had just launched Season with Grace at the time. That was my first original brand. I had just literally just launched a month before he told me to quit. And all I was doing was like preaching the good news on social media. So I didn't have a business. Also, it was coming, the time he told me to quit was in December. That was a time of Christmas. That was a time of um, my boyfriend of the time birthday. I didn't have money. I only had enough money for like, you know, 
to make it throughout the week. I didn't have any money saved. I didn't have anything. So when he told me, first of all, to take a week off work, because before he told me to quit, he made me to take a week off work. And during that time, he downloaded so much stuff into me. And I realized that was, that was him just strengthening me, strengthening my faith, teaching me how to hear from him. And during that time, he was like, yeah, when you go back, give me a resignation. And I knew that wasn't me because... I didn't have no money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not ready to quit. God, my man birthday coming up. <laughs> I need to buy him a gift. Christmas is coming up. I got to buy people a gift. What about my household? I have a dog that I feed natural dog. Like, I cook her dog food. Where is this money going to come from? So I knew for a fact that that was God. And along with that, too, um, God has really developed my muscle in that area to really know when it's him and when it's not me. Prior seasons when he told me to practice abstinency. That's another way I'm like, okay, I would never tell myself to not have sex. You know, I would never tell myself that. So when, when thoughts like that come, thoughts that are pure, that are righteous, that aligns with God's word, but I feel like it's not the time, I knew for a fact, like, okay, this is God. Now walking into entrepreneurship i had no idea what it looked like i was just a girl full of faith yes i'm done <laughs> i don't got this job no more i'm an entrepreneur and i was believing in god for so much at the time my company is going to be a million dollar company in a year i remember telling one of my co-workers that because they kind of mocked me oh you really about to quit so i'm like oh you do you not know the size of my god and the guy asked me, how much do you think you're going to project like by next year? And I'm like, I'm going to have a million dollar company. Like I was really believing so much um, in God, but he had other things in store for me. I had no idea that first of all, my mentality of success had to be all the way dismantled. I had, my, my thought of what entrepreneurship was had to be all the way dismantled. My faith had to be stretched, strengthened. Just, it, I had to go through a process before I can even dare touch or see the success that I was hoping to see. Yeah, that's deep. Because I think when we, I think, as new Christians or like those who are just giving their life back to Christ and stuff like that, we pay, at least me, I pay so much attention to people who are having like these very miraculous things happening. And I'm like, what? Holy Spirit, what am I not doing? Because sis just said she walked out of her job and she was broke like a joke. And then the next year she's like a million dollar, like, I'm like, God, what I gotta do? Like, what do I have to do? And I feel like we almost have this unrealistic, we have we have unrealistic expectations of ourselves within the world, right? Because it's like, mm -hmm. I can't say I have unrealistic expectations for God because we God is, you know, able to do anything exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, right? That's the song. But then it's like, it's the waiting process of, all right, you could do more than I can imagine. But right now, all I'm seeing is, everything in my thought process. I don't see the silver lining. So I think it's very powerful that you literally was able to say yes, speak, you know, speak over your life, speak that power over your life, speak that authority, speak that million dollar, billion dollar profit projection over your business, but then also come into the realization that there's a lot of things that you have to unlearn 
to then reap that billion dollar business, to then reap the billion. Like there were things that, like you're saying, that you're probably even still working on that you have to do. And I kind of like want us to like now segue into the abstinence portion because I'm also doing a uh, podcast on celibacy. That's another another time, another thing. Y'all need to tune into that one too because it gets hot in that room over there. But that was also something that kind of fell on my spirit with when I was in my relationship. Well, I'm still in my relationship, y'all. Please do not get carried away. That's my man. That's my fiance. He ain't going nowhere, period. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like, that was something that like, while we were in a relationship, like I kind of prayed for. And I was like, God, I'm starting to feel convicted. And this was something that I enjoyed. And now you got me feeling bad afterwards. I'm gonna have to lay it on him. Like, I'm gonna have to tell him, like, this is how we gonna have to do things. And I remember we were sitting in a restaurant, conversation was not about sex at all. And he was like, babe, I know you're deep in your journey. Like, how do you feel about celibacy? I don't want you to ever think that, you know, this is not something that I don't want. And I was like, let me pray about it. And I know God was like, no, she, no, no, she didn't. No, I told you. Right. So this is the thing. It's like, what do you do when you're kind of like, I feel like I wasn't obedient in that moment. And I have to like, do you ever feel like in that, in that journey specifically with being abstinent or like stepping into a season of singleness? Because you mentioned your boyfriend at the time when, meaning that he's no longer the boyfriend, stepping into that season of singleness or like taking that risk of saying this to a partner like what was that like like I'm saying yes to God in this aspect which means I'm I may step into loneliness like stepping into singleness can be stepping into loneliness so what is that like it was a hot mess what it was um I before I even told my boyfriend at the time that I was going to practice abstinency I was I was going back and forth with God about it. Like, did I really hear that? I didn't really hear that. Did I really hear that? And I knew that I heard that because I had already just came, like I said, from my season of learning how to hear from God. He had, he already had a track record of how he spoke to me in his word or the different things that he would bring up in abstinence was that thing. And like you said, you know, I enjoyed having sex, you know, and then it started to become a time where I, afterwards, I would feel really, really bad. Okay. And I'm just like, dang, God, I know that you want me to do this. Now, God invited me to practice um, celibacy or abstinency was him inviting me into singleness. And I didn't recognize that at the time. I didn't recognize that him saying, hey, I want you to, you know, just withhold until marriage was really like was really him telling me, you know, to leave the relationship and allow, you know, allow, allow me to expose to you who you are. Mm-hmm. Is really what singleness was. It, it wasn't you know, it wasn't just like, dang, I, I, I'm without a man. It really was God's invitation. Like, I want to show you who you are. I want to show you who I am. I want to show you your abilities without having someone there. I really want to show you that. But I didn't really pick up what he was putting down. So what I ended up doing was carrying my man along with me. Mm-hmm. And what happened that I carried him along with me was he didn't get that word from God. So he wasn't 
feeling convicted, like I was feeling convicted. But he started to feel bad too because after we have sex, I'm feeling bad. Now I gotta go and pray and, and my mood is all down and he doesn't like to see me that way too. So he kind of just started feeling bad too for having sex. And it caused a lot of a lot of riffraff in our relationship. And it came to the point where we were simply unequally yoked, period. Um, and what was what's crazy about that is that's like a whole nother testimony too, because that's like a whole redemption. Um, that's like a whole redemption te testimony. I know the other day I heard God tell me about that particular, about my relationship with my, you know, my, with my significant other at the time, he was like, I'm fond of you guys. And when I, when I heard that, it was so hard for me to accept because I've been so, well, I felt like I've been so disobedient in that area of relationship. Like God told me to stop having sex since like the ending of 2018. This month probably is the only month and a month not done yet that I might've like went a whole month without having sex or some type of like oral. It's sex is sex. You know what I right. mean? Anything outside of the marriage bed, you cannot do. So I was so, to me, I was just so disobedient in that area. And that's, and that was an area that I really kind of like hid my face from God, you know, like, God, I'm so sorry. And I just, uh, don't even look at me over there. Like I, I look over all these other good things that I do. Like, don't even look at me over there. So when I heard him say, I'm fond of you guys, I really, it took, I, it's, I was like, why, why would you be fond of, fond of us? And he just explained to me, that is what grace is. I don't remember what you did before, but, but simply because your heart posture said yes to me, even though you struggled, even though you slipped up, simply because your heart posture said yes to me yes. and you felt those convictions. And every time you felt those convictions, you came back to me. I am fond of you and I'm a fond of him and I'm going to redeem y'all. And I was, that just left me like, who child? Like, Look what man, you know? That's, I think that's so, I think what we're both saying is so powerful and then it's taboo because there's some Christians that's going to listen to what we're saying is like, they talk about that. They could be more discreet. But the reality is, is that our journey with Christ should be everything but discreet. Like God does not bring us through the things that we go through for us to then hide behind mm -hmm. scars. Like my scars are not meant for me to like, keep up. right because who, who are we then hoping right so I'm hoping that somebody's listening to us and it's like sis bro like it is a real place to enjoy things in life and then when we come into Christ those things is going to start turning and that kind of is like almost like a graduation ceremony it's like and now you know better it's almost like it's I forgot how the scripture goes it's like when I didn't know sin it was like you were like you, we basically were chilling. It was like when we then knew of sin and then continued to act in it. That's kind of like when we sinning. Cause like when mm -hmm. I'm when I'm doing it without conviction, it's really not like my heart posture is not there. I'm not feeling convicted. I'm in it. I'm enjoying it. I'm lit. Is you know everything is copacetic. Is when I come into Christ and it's like all right, I'm feeling some type of way, Lord. I'm I'm sorry. Like so, I feel like to your point when you do fall short 
is what do you do when you fall short? Do you, do you, because God sees everything. It's almost back to Genesis. God sees everything. God knew Adam and Eve had already done some foolishness and they call themselves hiding. He already, he, he knew where they was at. He told them, come out. I, I know where you're at. Like, come out and tell me what you did. So it's kind of like, I think that's so powerful for you to, powerful for you to say that, like, come back. Like, just, just come back. Like, you messed up, but come back. And I feel like shame is a big part of the Christian culture, and it shouldn't be. Shame is not of God. Fear is not of God. And we have to learn that when we are feeling those emotions, those are human emotions that we are feeling. Those are not spiritual things that we are feeling. And we must, like, kind of, like, really increase our faith. And I know the faith of a mustard seed is a thing, but... I really need like the faith of a boulder for some things because yeah. it, it, it's real out here. Sometimes the size of a mustard seed is not enough. Won't get me through. Like I get yeah. it. It's good to say like all you need is a faith is a faith the faith of the size of a mustard seed. But then we got to get real with the scripture. Sometimes that mustard seed is not enough, and you have to increase it to the size of a boulder to really push you through some some pains and some journeys. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I really want to appreciate you for like getting real with us and with the listeners, because that's what we about. Like, I'm not about hiding or being shameful anymore. It's like, it is what it is. And somebody needs to get delivered. Hell, I need to be delivered at this point. So I also want to say too, um, on this topic of sex, because like we said, God knows, like God knows me. And I'm very vulnerable with God. I'm very open with God because, again, I, it's not like I can hide. Like, he knows. He's, like, right. He knows. He right. Everything is there before him. And sex has been such a huge part of who I am. It's still a part of who I am. Before I came to Christ, I was a very lustful woman. Very lustful. Um, and you know, then coming into this relationship. So I had my relationship before I, before I came into Christ coming into the the relationship, my lust kind of, I guess, became a little cap because now I'm with one person. He views like, he's like a one, one woman type of man. Like, you know, so we're going to keep it in, in the lines of this. Now I'm coming into Christ and God is like, no more sex. And I'm feeling convicted, but I also felt convicted. I was feeling ashamed, but I also was feeling this. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with my desires anymore. I felt bad. Like, dang, Lord, like, I, all right, I'm not having sex no more, but I'm still thinking about it all the time. I'm still thinking about doing him right now. Like, I'm thinking about it so much. And the beautiful thing about God, he is so gracious and he's so real. He's realer than any human. He was so good that he literally held my hand and taught me what sex was. And that's something that I did not learn in church. God, we developed this relationship or he exposed himself to me in this area of sex that I'm not afraid to talk to him about it. I'm not afraid to be like, Lord, you know, when I get married, it's on and popping. Now, some (laughs) people might be like, oh my God, you can't, that's, that's, there's no reverence. But you have to understand that sex is good because God made it and everything that God makes is good. It's that the marriage bed was the container for sex. 
And I remember um, just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, why do I want to have sex? Why? And, but you're saying no, like, is it bad? And he's just like, baby girl, it's not bad. I just need to teach you how to do it that in a way that is, that's glorifying me in a way that is, you know, in a way that aligns up with what I had, what I had sex to do. And he had like took me to like Songs of Solomon, which is a book of like romance and yes. erotica. Yes. And he just, just exposed my mind. Even I believe it's like 1 Corinthians 2 where Paul was talking about sex in a marriage bed. Do not withdraw from each other. Like you guys need to come back to have sex. Mm -hmm. Like he showed me what sex really was and he really twisted my 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 idea of it so now when i do get married and i'm in the marriage bed it's not a um a dismantle worldly view of sex you know I'm, I'm just popping no 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 it's really like i'm glorifying god me and my husband is glorifying god while we're in this bed so he's so yes yes is that not a word yo i really Listen, y'all, if y'all are not taking notes or if y'all really like, you know, you listening to this in a space where you're not really concentrating, I need you to scroll back, take your finger and drag it back because that was, that was a word. Like, I, and I just, I always like send people to Song of Solomon. I always send people like to the, to the Old Testament, period. Cause I'm like, we really think that the Bible is like this boring book of whatever, but the reality is the Bible, we be sitting here watching Love and Hip Hop, the Bible, the drama, the wrath, the grace, like it, it, it blows my mind. And I just, yeah, it's, it's like, I just really, and that's, I think what is so important about like, when we say yes to God, there are so many things that are going to happen, but literally his word prepares us for almost everything the word even has a scripture that says you will be tempted and when you are tempted it's not always the enemy sometimes it's me and when it is me i'm giving you an i'm giving you an option i'm giving you option one and option two a testing right like mm -hmm. i'm giving you, test you. To, mm -hmm. to either say yes to me and deny your flesh or go ahead and please your flesh and then there comes that conviction like so it's like mm -hmm. You pick, you pick your, you pick your poison at this point, or you pick your blessing, or you pick your direction. However, you want to like phrase it, but he gives us free he gives you a way. Exactly. He gives you a way. He said, I know he said you're gonna be tempted. You either can go the way that I provided you out, or you can stay in your temptation. And I always remember that too, as I'm driving to my boyfriend's house, praying, God, please don't let us have sex. Please don't let us have sex. Oh my gosh, Lord, please don't let us have sex today. And he's literally like, don't go over there. Nah, nah, that's not it, Lord. No, just please help us to not have sex. And then I go there and then we have sex. It's like, I gave you, I gave you a, a way out, mm -hmm. but you didn't want to take it, Yep. you know? But I'm still going to accept you. I'm still going to love you. I'm not even going to remember this. True. That's true. All of that is true. And it's like at the end of the day, and we're gonna don't worry, y'all. We're gonna we gonna I, I dig deeper into it, but we're gonna and we're gonna move on. But it's it's literally like, yes, God has grace. Um, yes, there's favor, yes, there's mercy, 
But something that my pastor always says is be mindful not to make grace a repeat offender. Now, what we don't want to do is just start saying, Father God, I come to you right now because I'm about to get lit this weekend. I got my blunts pre-roll, so I just need you to forgive me. Like, then it's like, baby girl, you're not even trying. That's a standard. God has a standard. Right. You know, and then it's like, you're not even trying. But he, and he, and you know, he sees the effort. And it's like, you really have to get tired of yourself at some point and just be like, I right, hope, because, mm -hmm. and that's how my journey started. I got tired of myself. I was trying to figure out stuff on my own. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Because I don't know nothing, clearly, because I keep screwing up. Um, but mm -hmm. that, I think this testimony in itself is so powerful. And the kind of like what we're going to close out on is like the last thing that O has said yes to, like saying yes to God is continuous, but this, this shift, this move, like mm -hmm. y'all don't know, <laughs> but I know beloved got up and just dipped on us. Um, and I was like, Hold on. Oh, God is really, really moving, moving in her. Like God is moving in her and like moving her out. I was like, oh, she's really out here trusting God. So for me, it's like instantly the first thing I thought about was like, did you consult anybody outside of God before you made the move? No, I did not. Um, I've learned from this journey of faith. One, faith finds friends. So you would, when you want to step out in faith about something, it's good to find friends or have friends that you know is going to have enough faith with you to believe that with you. But another very, very, very um, important lesson that I learned is that when I hear something from God, it's very important for me to keep it between me and God until I know and I'm sure. And after I know and I'm sure that it's God, then I continue to build up that courage and that faith so that when I go ahead and tell the world or tell whoever, their opinion don't really matter because I already made up my mind. I already heard from God. I already know what, what we about to do. I might not know A, B, and C, but I know this is what he want me to do. So it is what it is. So when I heard from God, I want you to move to Milwaukee, to Wisconsin, y'all. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised, okay? To move to Wisconsin, I got on my face and I would not stop praying until I was sure. And I would not, I would not stop talking to God until I was sure I was expressed. I did not, it was me and God for weeks at a time is this what you want me to do is this what you want me to do god please help me out I, I, I um you know help my heart like send confirmation this is what you want to do leave me speaking life over myself like this is what you want me to do and then once he's like yes this is what i want you to do okay god now give me the courage give me the strength let me know what to do how do i find an apartment once i got all of that groundwork then I went to my family and friends like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm moving. So then when they started asking questions and they started doubting, it kind of was just like, yeah, I heard y'all, but I'm moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or when I go to social media and then people are like, why are you serious? It's done. Like, it, I make sure that it's, it's set in stone in my heart first before I tell people because then your opinion don't matter that much you know god god's opinion and what he told me is that's it that's my standard and that's what it is and i'm going with it.
And that's it. And I feel like that is so powerful. Like, and I think a lot of people struggle with keeping things in between them and God, especially to the extent that you were able to keep it. Like, you know, you made sure things were solidified and you came with a plan. It wasn't like a, a, you didn't make room for doubt or anybody's doubt or for anybody to cause doubt in your heart. And so I think that's so powerful when we think about saying yes. Like literally this whole thing is like, when I say yes, is literally I'm consulting God before I do anything. Like I'm consulting God. We're going to get this certified. We're going to get this confirmed. And then I'm coming to you with what God already told me I'm going to do and I'm doing it anyway. So I think that is super powerful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this was full of like examples of what it means to kind of like authentically say yes and have struggles and have success and things like that. And so I guess to conclude us, I always want to like end with what advice would you give to a new Christian, um, somebody who's struggling on their journey, somebody who's struggling with leaving a job or leaving a man or they woman or leaving the state, like all these things that you have done, like what advice uh, would you give that person? My advice would be keep your spiritual blinders on and focus on God. Period. Make the, the word of God your law and your standard. Don't look to the left and don't, don't look to the right. And I even go as far to say, like, for me personally, I've met God outside of church. He placed me in a church. So I never really consulted a pastor or anything like that. God was always my go-to. And I strongly believe that, or my advice would be, Stay close to God. Stay close in prayer. Prayer is literally just talking to God. I talk to God nonstop all day. God, what are we eating for breakfast? Oh my gosh, did you see that one, Lord? Oh my gosh, Lord, all day. I just talk to him all day long and I make his word my standard. That is it. I keep my eyes fixed and focused on the Lord. So then when other when the things of this world comes, like you know, fear and doubt and lust and just all the distraction of the world come, it doesn't really shake me because my focus is on the Lord. And even if it do creep in, because sometimes it happens, I'm so devoted to God and I, and I built up this devotion muscle that I'll take my doubt, I'll take my lust, I'll take my fear and I'll, I'll just take it back to God, to be honest. It would just be like a, a, revol like a revolving door. It just goes right back to God. So when you stay rooted, my advice would be stay rooted in God and be vulnerable and authentic. He sees it all. He knows it all. Before you even lived out one day, he planned all the days out for Hello. you. So there's literally nothing that you can hide from him. And he would not shame you for coming to him like for anything. So my advice really would just be keep your eyes and your devotion to God and everything's going to fall into place. Everything. That's some good advice. That's some good. I'm telling y'all, some keys were dropped. And if y'all like me, your notepad is full right now and you ready to go forth and be this warrior for Christ. You got your full armor on and I hope that y'all prepared. So to close us out, oh, just let us know where we can find your beautiful face so we can put a face to the voice and then we'll go ahead and close out.
Yes, so you can find me at odeshaa.com, O-D-A-I-S-H-A-A.com, and the same on Instagram. You find me there, being me, praising the Lord. <laughs> um, yeah. And guys, listen, if you didn't catch that, she's not going to repeat it, so go ahead, take your finger and drag it on back and listen to it again. I am your girl, Ashley Denise. You already know me. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of season two of Safe, Sanctified, and Still Trying to Get It Together, where we are getting it together with y'all. Peace. God is good. 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 God is good.